Welcome to The Data Student, a podcast about data for beginners by a data beginner. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about self-learning burnout. If you've ever gotten frustrated with your progress, felt down about what you're learning, or started to feel allergic to what you're teaching yourself, you've probably experienced burnout. Just know that it's totally normal and it's important to deal with to avoid giving up on everything you've worked for so far. I'm your host, Daniel Constable, and today I'll be talking about how I deal with self-learning burnout. This is The Data Student. All right, welcome back, everyone, to this episode of The Data Student. It's an episode covering a topic that uh, is very close to me because I uh, recently experienced it and dealt with it and thought that I would shoot a podcast to kind of talk about uh, my experience with self-learning burnouts, um, what it looked like, what it felt like, and how I dealt with it to help you if you are... Um, somewhere in your journey where you're feeling uh, the same way. I think it's especially common for people who are, you know, a lot of people self-teach things like web development, uh, computer science, data analysis, uh, a lot of tech-related stuff. A lot of people uh, like to self-teach it, but it applies to a range of industries and topics as well. Uh, So just a little bit of background. Uh, If you haven't listened to my other episodes, I started self-teaching data science back in uh, late 2018, early 2019. So I've been at it for about a year, maybe a little over a year now. Um, And I've kind of had, uh, it's kind of come and gone, uh, the self-learning burnout, but uh, over the last, you know, month or so, it's been especially noticeable. So in this episode, I'm just going to be talking about some of the different signs of uh, self-learning burnouts, um, and then a few different strategies that I use to kind of deal with it, uh, to avoid just giving up on everything I've been working for over the last year, year and a half. Um, So let's just dive into some of the signs of burnout that I experience and that uh, maybe you have as well. Uh, I broke them down into five different signs. Uh, The first one for me uh, is that, you know, opening my work is basically painful. I pull up my course material or I open up my website to write a blog post uh, or I open up a book about data or programming and it, you know, feels physically, almost physically painful in that I, I really just don't want to do it. I almost uh, feel a little bit allergic to it, like opening it up makes me have a physical response and I just, I don't want to do the work when I look at it. The second one um, is that I daydream a lot about just giving up and starting something different. Um, I think this is especially the case once uh, you've been at it for for some time. Um, you know, I think it's really common, especially for me. I get excited about something. I am really interested in learning about it. I start. I open up the course or the videos. I dive into it. I start practicing, but uh, inevitably, after a few months. It, it loses that bit of shine, um, and it isn't quite as 
happens is I often I often daydream about just quitting, just uh, giving up on it and starting something different and more exciting. Uh, so that's number two. Number three, I start to question why I even started in the first place. Um, so this one has been especially relevant about a year and a half into my uh, journey. So sometimes I look at what I'm doing and I think back over the last year, year and a half, uh, and I wonder why I even started to do this in the first place. I kind of lose sight of my why, um, and that can be frustrating. Number four, uh, and this kind of goes along with number three in many ways, is that I feel like I'm stuck and not moving anywhere or making progress. Um, so it ties into number three just because I start to wonder why I even started uh, learning, teaching myself this material to begin with. And I think that, that it ties back around into this kind of idea of feeling stuck and like I'm not making progress. I'm not, you know getting a new job. I'm, I don't have any great projects to show off for what I've been teaching myself. And so I, I really start to feel like I'm stuck. Uh, and then number five, the last kind of symptom of burnout that I often have is I just stop uh, producing. And that ties back into number one, where opening your work is painful. Uh, I kind of st I stop going through videos. I stop practicing. I stop putting out uh, podcasts and blog posts and working on practice problems. I just, I can't make myself do it. And so I just basically stop producing. Now, uh, some of these at, at different points in my journey, I've wanted to, I've felt these at different points and I've wanted to give up. I've wanted to quit. Uh, so far I haven't done that, but I know that's, um, when a lot of people start to feel these types of, of symptoms of self-learning burnout, uh, one of the first reactions is to just give up and, you know, continue on with life as it was before or pick up a new project and try something different. And so I wanted to go through five or six different things that I do to deal with, um, deal with my self-learning burnouts and maybe one or two of them will help you. If you're feeling this type of way, maybe it'll help you uh, deal with it in your own way. So uh, here are five or six things that I do personally to deal with my self-learning burnout. Uh, one is probably the least productive one of them. Um, I just try to ignore it as much as I can. Uh, if I'm feeling down or frustrated, um, I try to just, you know, act like it's not happening, which ties into number two, just like pushing through. Um, and this is pretty much the first thing that I tried to do is just ignore it and push through, uh, push through these, these feelings in the beginning and just keep grinding at it, grinding at it and getting things done. Um, but that can only go on for so long. In my opinion, some people can push through for a really long time, but I think, uh, at a certain point, uh, that's just, that's not going to work and you're just going to burn yourself out even worse. Uh, and so what I do, number three, I think this is probably, number three and four are the most important ones. I guess they could be tied into one really. Um, but 
Number three, I give myself a break. So I don't necessarily need to take like a vacation from work and and leave home or like go out on a one or two week long vacation. But I do give myself a break from uh, studying or working on my website or this podcast and just not working on anything at all related to it for at least one to two weeks until I feel refreshed again. I find that that's really helpful for me to just kind of, when I finish with with my work for the day, uh, I just go out and I exercise or I watch Netflix or, you know, go to parks or do anything completely unrelated to uh, studying data or data science or anything like that. Um, And again, that's kind of connected to number four is... So I like to to just take a break, not necessarily like a vacation, but number four is really helpful sometimes is to just completely go away. Um, If you like camping or being outdoors or anything like that, that's really helpful for me is to just, uh, you know, leave after work on a Friday, come back on Sunday and be out camping or in nature and just not look at my phone, my email, think about work or studying or my goals at all uh, to just go out and and be in nature and away from that, just read books, go on hikes, exercise out on trails or anything like that. That's super helpful for me to just hit reset and then come back and get back at it. Uh, Number five is... Um, kind of how I started doing this podcast to begin with is to rethink what I'm doing to make it more interesting. So I was kind of in the same routine where I would open up the lesson I was working on in my, in the data science certificate that I'm working on. I would watch the videos, do the coursework, do the quiz, watch the video, do the coursework, do the quiz. And so I started thinking about ways that I could make studying a little bit more interesting than just going through videos, lessons, practice, quizzes. Uh, So number five is to just rethink what you're doing and make it more interesting and relevant to you. So what I did was I started a website to, you know, have a place to put up my notes for my courses, write reviews of courses, uh, write content about, you know, self-learning, about my journey, uh, about my goal of going to grad school and changing careers. So that's been really helpful to have as motivation. Uh, I know that I have somewhere to put my work out there. I also started this podcast. It's just another way to make myself more interested and committed to what I'm learning. Uh, And it's really satisfying to kind of see my episode list build up. But it could be anything. It could just be starting a project that you're really interested in. If you like sports, maybe you start a sports-related project. If you like fashion, maybe you start a fashion-related project and you tie it into what you're learning. So if you're studying analytics and you start like a fashion website, you can tie analytics into that. If you're doing web development or something, you can, you know, go out and program a website related to something you're interested in. Just thinking about a way to to make what you're doing more interesting and relevant to your everyday life. Uh, and 
Number six, the last one. This is one that I just kind of tried recently is to talk to someone. Um, so what I did is I just went to Google and Google data science mentors and I ended up on a website that had um, mentors available. I forget what the website was called, but so basically you sign up and you can have a free session or a free week of sessions. And then after that, you, you have to pay the mentor. But I just got on a, you know, initial 20 minute call with someone who had done a lot of self-studying in terms of analytics and, and data uh, and just talked to him for 20 or 30 minutes. And he understood where I was coming from and understood some of the issues and struggles that I've, that I've had and that I was going through. And so it was just nice to hear that uh, someone else had gone through the same thing. So just talking to someone, if there's someone in your network who has already taught themselves the thing that you're teaching yourself or something related, uh, it can be really helpful to just connect with someone else in a similar situation uh, and talk through it. So those are my signs and symptoms of burnouts and how I deal with it. Um, I think that's, I don't think that this, this is something that will ever necessarily go away since this is a field where you have to do a lot of self-teaching, a lot of self-study. It's really normal to, to get burned out on it. It's a pretty, you know, solo endeavor to self-teach and and learn all this stuff online. So just know that, that you're not alone in it and, and it can be difficult and challenging at times, but if you try some of these different strategies uh, to deal with it before you give up and move on to something else, you might find that it is helpful. Uh, if you want more information on, on what I do and the, the content that I put out, you can go to thedatastudent.com uh, and I have some resources you know, I have course notes, I have course reviews, I write about my uh, applying to grad school and all of that. So that's thedatastudent.com. Feel free to check it out and even send me a message if you have any questions or anything like that. Uh, and I look forward to uh, being on here with you guys again on the next podcast. <laughs>